Welcome to a new Carter Report series, The Game Changers. These rare individuals appear once in a lifetime, like a blazing meteor across the night sky. They change the course of history. They show us the way forward. Welcome to The Game Changers. We're really glad to see you today. We welcome especially our viewers on Fox, Washington, D.C., and all our viewers around the world. We've been doing a series which is called uh, The Game Changers. And The Game Changers are those extraordinary people who've changed the history of the world and our lives, not for bad, but for good. I think this is number five. Uh, last week I spoke about one of the great game changers. Jesus said there was no person in the history of the world who was greater than John the Baptist, who overthrew kingdoms through his speaking. But today the game changer is the greatest game changer of them all. The greatest game changer of them all. Years ago, after communism fell, I was in the great city of Kiev, which is one of the great cities of Europe. We'd run a tremendous campaign in the city of Kiev, and we had seen hundreds of thousands of people come to a knowledge of God. We're talking about communists and atheists and rank unbelievers. And a few months after that great series, I went back to the capital of Ukraine, the city of Kiev, and we had hired this vast and this magnificent auditorium. It was ornate. It was, it was a masterpiece. I had the privilege of, of addressing a vast crowd of people who had been born and bred in communism and atheism. I stood on the very spot where Khrushchev had delivered his famous oration. Khrushchev had predicted that the day was coming very soon when the name of Christ would be unknown in the Soviet Union and Christianity would be blotted from the earth. I stood at the very spot where, Chris, where Khrushchev made this deliberate pronouncement and I told the people this, well, it just so happens, folks, I told them, that Khrushchev is dead <laughs> and communism is dead. But Jesus Christ is alive. And the church goes on and on forever. That's because the world can't get rid of him. The biggest game changer in the history of the world is Jesus. A carpenter who came from a little town by the name of Nazareth. He is greater than Moses. Moses, the person who led the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, he's greater than Moses. He's greater than Elijah. Elijah was caught up to God in a flaming chariot. He's greater than Elijah. He's greater than David. We talked about David in one of our Game Changer programs. He's greater than John the Baptist, of whom Jesus said there was no person greater than John the Baptist. He is greater than Paul, the great Jewish theologian of the first century who transformed Western thinking. 
There would be no United States of America, no modern democracies without Paul, the Jew, greater than Paul, greater than one of my heroes, Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill, who said, we will fight on the beaches, on the landing fields, uh, we will never surrender. Greater than Churchill, who saved the world uh, from the Nazis. Greater than Einstein, who gave us relativity. Greater than Abraham Lincoln, who emancipated the slaves in North America. Greater than another one of my heroes, Martin Luther, who gave us the freedom to think for ourselves. Greater than any world leader or politician or president living today or who has ever lived. He is the greatest game changer. And the question is this, what's so amazing about Jesus? In 1992, I went to the city of Gorky, a closed city. I think I was the first foreigner to go there. I went to this place that is on the screen, the Palace of Sport, wanted to hire it, spoke to the old communist official beneath a banner of Lenin. He said these words to me, listen, he said, no one will come to these meetings about Christ because here we've taught the people no longer even to think of him. He said, in this part of the world, uh, we do not think of God anymore. When we came back in May and started the meetings, the crowds were so vast that this old communist was almost trampled to death because of Christ. You can't get rid of Jesus because he is the biggest game changer in the history of the world and he is still alive. In 1917, the atheists took over. Now, people say, I wonder what it would be like in America if the atheists took over. We'll go to Russia, 1917. Mass murders, bloodshed. The communists employed demagogues to go around the country and lecture to the peasants and tell them why God was dead and after lecturing for 60 minutes to a vast crowd of peasants the communist demagogue turned to a little Christian pastor and he said there you've heard me I will give you five minutes to answer the pastor said sir I don't need five minutes I need five seconds and he walked to the front of the stage and he gave the traditional Russian Easter greeting. Do you know it? He cried out, The Lord is risen. And the Russians shouted back, He is risen indeed. You see? And that is why the communists and the atheists could not get rid of him. I want you to notice the amazing claims that Christ made about himself. The claims he made about himself. John 17 verses 4 and 5. And the people in the studio, you will have Bibles. 
It'd be good if you turn to John chapter 17 and verse 5. Verses 4 and 5. John 17, 4 and 5. Jesus says, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work that you've given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world began. Um, Apparently preposterous. Uh, The Greek word for world there is cosmos. It may mean this earth. It may mean the universe. If it means the universe, it means that Christ was making the staggering claim that he existed with another person who is called the Father before the cosmos existed. We are not talking about planet Earth, if you understand. But every astronomer, every scientist understands from astronomical observation and data that the universe was born in an event which they call the Big Bang and uh, we know how long ago it was. It happened 13.8 billion years ago. People say, no, that's all speculation. No, it's not speculation. It's a fact. Jesus Christ is saying that before the cosmos was born uh, in unlimited energy and power, billions of years ago, Jesus was there. He was there with his father. Now, We need to have an appeal to logic because logic still exists in the minds of those who still have minds. Jesus was either a good man and everybody says he was or else he was a madman and few people have ever said that or else he was the God man but he could not be all three. If he was a good man he would not be saying that he existed uh, billions of years ago. He claimed to come from another universe besides ours. He called it the Father's house. The concept of other universes is now in vogue. But the Bible spoke about this cosmos and it spoke about something beyond time and space and it called it the Father's house. He came from another world and he claimed to be equal to this person whom he called the father who was God in John chapter 8 and verse 58 he says these strange words that made the Jews so angry John chapter 8 58 Jesus said to them most assuredly I say to you before Abraham was not I was but I am Uh, the Jews became so angry, so incensed, that they took up stones to kill him. Because they knew, as I know, that Jesus was claiming equality with Almighty God. In the Old Testament, this phrase, I am that I am, is referred to only one person, not to a human being. It is referred to the self-existent God who goes in the Holy Scriptures by this awesome name uh, that we are hesitant even to mention. 
in the Hebrew, it's Y-H-W-H, and most scholars would say it is the word Yahweh. Yahweh. It is somewhat mistranslated Jehovah. Also, it is translated Lord in caps. It is the Almighty God, the Creator. Jesus Christ claimed to be Yahweh Elohim. I had a man coming to my meetings many years ago in the city of Glendale, which is a part of the greater city of Los Angeles. We were running on a radio station every night. I think it was KFSG. I'm not quite sure now, but we are on in prime time. And one night I spoke about the prophecy that said Elijah was going to return to this earth. Uh, Of course, it's a symbolic prophecy. But after I spoke on the return of Elijah, the next Sabbath at church, a man came to me after church and he said, I heard you on the radio and I felt I really should come and introduce myself. I said, I'm so glad. When I saw him, you know, he's so nicely dressed, had a nice suit. I said, at last we're appealing to very intelligent, sophisticated people. So he said, I I enjoyed your preaching on the return of Elijah. He said, uh, I want to introduce myself to you. I am Elijah. I said, how do you mean you're Elijah? Your name is Elijah. He said, yes, it is Elijah. But I've come in fulfillment of the Bible prophecy. He said, I am the Elijah who was mentioned in the Bible, and I've come back. He said, I am really Elijah. He said, I'd like to ask you some questions. I said, you shouldn't be asking me questions. If you're Elijah, I ought to be asking you questions. (laughs) And he said, I am Elijah. Now, when a person comes to you and he says that he is Elijah or Moses, there's something wrong, isn't there? You know, not saying anything nasty about that person, but the elevator stops here somewhere. It doesn't go right up. A person who claims to be Elijah is deluded. The same as a person who says, I'm Napoleon Bonaparte. Now, Jesus Christ said, I am Jehovah. So, is he a madman? But none of his contemporaries ever said that he was insane. But others say, well, no, 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 he's not God. He's just a good person. No, good people don't say stupid things like this. Good people don't tell lies like this. Good people don't tell lies. And so Jesus was either a good man, uh, a madman, uh, or the God man. You can't have it in any other way. And the evidence is that he is more than a good man and he is not a madman. Therefore, he must be whom he said he was, the God man. He went on to say in one of his sermons that he was the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, verse 6. He said these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Can you imagine anybody getting up today? Can you imagine the President of the United States or the Prime Minister of Great Britain saying, I am the only way you can get to God. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Christ is the only way to God. 
I am the way, I am the truth. Truth exists, and if you want to discover ultimate reality, you find it in this Jewish carpenter. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Either he, he is, or else he's crazy. He said, I am the door to God, to God. John chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. He says, I am the door to God. He said, everybody else who came before me was a liar or a cheat or a robber. He said, if you want to be saved, uh, you must come in through me. I am the door. These are the most extraordinary claims that have ever been made um, in the history of the human race. Remember, good man, (laughs) good man, bad man, madman, God man. Now think of the claims that the prophets and the apostles made about him. Now, most of these people who made these claims were Jewish people. They claimed that they saw him walk on the Sea of Galilee. And the Bible tells the story, you can read it in the Gospels, that there was a tremendous storm. Uh, Disciples were in the boat. It looked as though the boat was going to go down and they were going to be drowned. And at the moment of their uttermost extremity, they see Jesus walking on the water. Now, the great atheist, Richard Dawkins, derides this and he says, it's, it's stupid. How can you believe in a person uh, who's, who claims that he can walk on the water? But somebody said to him, Dr. Dawkins, it's not a problem if the person who walked on the water made the water. You see? And so here is a person who walked on the water and he was seen by many witnesses. The book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 10 to 12, says these words. You can notice it in the Bible, Hebrews 1. It is a book that is written to the Jewish people in the New Testament. You, Lord. And the word there in the Old Testament from which this passage is taken is Yahweh. You, Lord, in the beginning made the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, and they will grow old like a garment, but you are the same, and your years will not fail. And so, this person who wrote the book of Hebrews records a conversation that God the Father had with Christ. And God the Father says to Jesus, you, Yahweh, in the beginning laid the heavens and the earth. So he is called by the Father, Yahweh, and the Creator. And uh, those of you who are interested in astronomical information, listen to this. This text teaches that the universe had a beginning. This is a relatively new concept. Einstein for most of his life 
believed in the steady state theory that the universe had no beginning and no end. The text says, in the beginning. It teaches that Christ made the universe. It also teaches this. Listen to this. If you're interested in scientific fact, this text teaches that the universe is temporary. I was even brought up to believe uh, that the universe had no end. It had a beginning, but it had no ending. But the Bible says the universe comes to an end because we now know it is an expanding universe and that which is expanding will come to an end. And it teaches, however, that even though the universe or the cosmos will come to an end, Christ has no end and lives for eternity. Now, this is why Christ is so amazing. He was before the cosmos and will be after the cosmos. His disciples and others saw him alive after his death. If you notice 1 Corinthians chapter 15 eh, and verses 3 and 4, the Jewish theologian Paul says, For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And then verses 5 and 6, And that he was seen by Cephas, Peter, and by the twelve, after that, he was seen by, by over 500 brethren, not including women. So you got a crowd of probably well over 1,000. The greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. Now, our legal system is based upon the validity of witnesses. We try people, we condemn people on the validity of of witnesses. We cross-question them, but the validity of a witness is of overwhelming significance. I would like to remind you that the people who wrote down these stories were not charlatans and frauds or liars. They so believed in this faith that almost all of them were put to death for their faith. Generally, you don't die for something that you don't really believe in. And so these witnesses, who were basically all, all Jewish, said that they had seen him, he had died, and he was resurrected. So we are forced by the weight of the evidence to believe that Jesus is truly amazing, the greatest game changer in the history of the world, and that he is alive today. So you can't dismiss him. Either he matters nothing at all, or he matters tremendously, you see. There's another reason why Jesus is so amazing. I want you to think about this. <laughs> you ready? Another reason he is so amazing no one has ever truthfully accused him of adultery. 
Nobody ever said uh, that he hung out with ladies of bad repute. Nobody ever said uh, that he slept around and lied about it. Nobody accused him of being a playboy. Sure, he hung out with prostitutes. You know how he hung out with them? He redeemed them. He saved them. He elevated them. That's what he did. No one ever accused him of being a liar. Nobody ever accused him of being a cheat. Nobody ever accused him of being guilty of tax evasion, guilty of fraud, uh, guilty of mistreating women. He didn't need lawyers to defend him. And you know this? He was the champion of women's rights. He elevated women. He saved women. Do you want to see where women are the most respected? Go to those countries where the Bible is read and studied. Go to those countries. Go to the other countries that reject him and women are down in the dirt. The greatest emancipator of women in the history of the human race. None of his enemies accused him of sin. The dying thief said, this man has done nothing wrong. He said, we're being crucified because of our sins. This man has done nothing wrong. And the centurion who helped to drive the nails through the quivering flesh said, uh, truly, this man was the son of God. The testimony of his enemies. Jesus is like a mighty mountain peak that towers over the swamps of the lowlands. More amazing truths to come just moments away. In this series, John Carver will provide the answers to life's most interesting questions. Seven great signs of the apocalypse. If the dead are unconscious, who are the beings that pretend to be the dead? Is there such a person as the devil? What is the essence of Antichrist? What is the root cause of this deadly malaise? America was founded by people who were opposed to the union of church and state. But if there's a God who loves us, then the future is bright with promise. For a gift of $100 US or 140 Australian, this 13 DVD series, Prophecy Speaks, will be yours. Call the number or visit our website. Do you sometimes get lost in the crowd? Do you feel there's just no love in the room? Like everybody's against you? You're all alone with no one to lean on. Do you need a word of encouragement? Do you know God? Have you tried prayer? Pastor Carter would like to pray for you now. Let us pray. Call 1-800-526-9777. Nothing to buy, the call is free. Call 
1.3 billion people live in India. 200 million of these are Dalits, formerly called untouchables. 100% of your gift will go to fund projects for Dalit girls as an alternative. Your gift of $600 will educate, clothe, and feed one Dalit girl between 5 and 15 years of age for one full year. Go to carterreport.org or to the address on the screen. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.